Hey, hi, hello, how are you? And welcome back to Watch It Again, the podcast where we go through 101 movies to see before you die. As always, I'm your host, Jacob, and with me are... I'm Kat. And I'm James. And there's no Nick. Yep, yeah, he's just... Nick is off gallivanting around the Wild West and... Well, I'm sure he's having the a good wild time. North, I yeah, would yeah. say. <laughs> he's headed... He's, he's gone north into the wilderness and abandoned us. And we Didn't miss him. abandon us. And we hope that he will return safely. Yes. Thank Maybe just, sure. yeah... See a little bit hungover. <laughs> yeah, See probably. Next week, but <laughs> safe enough. James? Yes. It's your turn this week, I believe. It is my week. And oh this week. God. And for once, I don't have to be like, ooh, what are we watching? Because I've remembered from last week that the title is in the episode <laughs> description. <laughs> so oh we watched no. Cool Hand Luke this week. Um, you did both watch it, I yes. assume. Yeah. Um, had either of you seen it before? No. no. I didn't even know what it was about, so... Well, I is another one that I had seen before because it was um, the movie that we studied in year ten English. Oh, I interesting. Had, I had very little memories of it, but I saw the title. I'm like, I've seen that before. And then as I watched, I'm like, Oh yeah, I studied <laughs> oh. that. So you'll really be able to like analyze this well, and tell us all the tropes. Got your year ten English book out and wrote down all those <laughs> notes. Well, funny enough. When I went on to like Wikipedia and IMDb, I noticed a, like a lot of them had like there are these themes in the movie and like almost nothing else on the list has has it quite written in the same way. And yeah. I'm like, has this like been used for an English text like a heap of times and like Surely. students or teachers have added this to the Wikipedia? Mm. But um, yes, we will we will get into that. <laughs> but uh, I'll start with some background info. So this film yes. is from 1967. Uh, directed by Stuart Rosenberg, written by Don Pierce, and starring Paul Newman and George Kennedy. And I only knew Paul Newman before this as the guy on like the salad dressing bottles. What? He he has a he has a company, Paul Newman's Own. Did I, you not know that? No, I had no idea. Who Next Paul time you're Newman's in a supermarket, go to the salad Is dressing. Is it the ones that shape like? I'll sh- you keep. I'll show you yeah. a photo. I'm and excited. And they've, always, and they've got his like face as an old man on it. And um, it's and I found out in researching this that it all goes to charity. Oh, good. It's okay, we should money. buy more salad so, dressing, guys. Paul Newman, good bloke. <laughs> um, so this film was selected in 2005 for the National Film Registry, the one that preserves things of cultural, aesthetic, or something else significance. And it has a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think it's the first movie on this list to have that, but it's always nice to see fully yeah. approved. Um, had a budget of $3.2 million and grossed $16.2 million. And because it's and my report, James. I already have the numbers prepared. <laughs> but I was ready to ask you to Google it. No. Um, so if that was today, it would be the equivalent of a $25 million budget for $128 million gross. That's not too bad. It's not like too bad at five all. Five times their budget. That brand. Oh, my gosh. And Jacob is just showing that is Paul Newman. what Paul Newman's yeah. own looks like. 100% of profits go to charity. Ugh. Nice. So, um, this movie is based on Don Pierce's 1965 novel, Cool Hand Luke. Uh, Pierce sold the rights to the story to Warner Brothers for $80,000 US, and they then also hired him to write the script for a further $15,000. However, he didn't have any experience in films, so the script was then rewritten by Frank Pearson. I feel like you get that a lot with older movies. Like, they'll get the actual novelist and then say, oh, you can do this. And then realise, <laughs> hey, like, hey, they probably can't. It's a completely different <laughs> way of writing. It's a very different medium. <laughs> um, so, Pierce was earlier in his life a counterfeiter and a safe cracker. Oh, my gosh. And so, oh. he 
the setting of the book is written based on his experience in a chain gang in a Florida prison serving time for those crimes. Oh, so he like actually took from his own life. Yes. There wasn't a a really cool dude who didn't didn't uh, who uh, didn't go by the rules in his prison, but the setting itself is is yeah. quite firmly based in reality. I knew that because it said it on the back of the DVD case. Oh. <laughs> you have the DVD for this, movie. yeah, man. <laughs> man. Do DVDs even exist anymore? <laughs> yeah, they're in my house. <laughs> but no, I, I was like, what's this movie about? And read the back, and that back was on there. Okay, Lockie. Thank you, Lockie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone heard that, but that's fine. Um, so ma- the majority of the film was filmed in California Delta, which is like a, the delta of a river just called the California Delta. It would have been so hot. I was watching this movie and it was really muggy yesterday and I was just sitting there like, oh, man, I would not survive that. I'd just <laughs> faint. My le- I, I think you – what did you say on our messenger the other day, Jacob? The, the, this the movie makes me itchy. itchy because they were like cutting <laughs> grass with yeah. like – Call them like a scythe thing, and yeah. the grass like sticking to yeah, them with the sweatiness. Yeah, I was like, oh, that uh, just—I'd be in a big red rash. Just. Me too. <laughs> I don't yeah, have nah. this. I don't have this in my notes, but so, apparently, someone called this movie the sweatiest movie of all time. Actually, because though, of all the dudes, just yeah. no no shirts and. I don't think I've it. seen actors work and as like, hard yeah, as they're this. also like actually doing the physical labor. Yeah. So it's just like they're genuinely sweating. I will have something to say about that oh, later on. Actually, yeah, um, bit of a teaser there. But um, <laughs> so the set of the prison um, was based on uh, pictures and measurements taken by the crew from a real prison, Road Prison, in Gainesville, Florida. So it's set. So before we go on mm-hmm. with the prison, is it just like a privately owned? Like little complex. I, ju- I, I didn't really understand. I think it's just understand. like a state. Like it's a, it's a prison. They just put in a working camp. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like it's I, just, I, yeah. I, I think it just owned. like wasn't yeah. what I was expecting a prison to be. I think it's for like. I don't think anyone had done like a serious, like super serious crime, because he was in there for like. Chopping Municipal the property off. damage. Yeah. 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 So I think it's just like. But no, there was a guy in there for like breaking and entering an assault or something. Yeah, but so. I don't think there was any like murder or like. I think it was a low security. Well, I imagine oh. they're yeah, put to yeah. work. Because like even now in Australia, if you're in a low security prison, you're building bus seats or like you're put to work. Yeah. Okay. I mean, now you get paid for it. Like not much, but. but yeah. I, so I, I think it's the well, same thing. Doing, doing like prison labor, yeah. you know, the bosses will. They push them quite hard sometimes. Yeah. You don't really want to be doing that to a murderer in case they just snap and yeah, try exactly, and kill yeah. you. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So there's kind of the, the low True. security prisoners are put to work, whereas the high security ones are like Probably super aren't. locked up. Yeah. Right. Because okay. like if these guys get out, they're not going to go and, and I kill guess everyone. It's, like, it's set in the 50s, so it's yeah. a different sort of yeah. prison institution. Definitely. Um, although one of the criticisms of the film is that it portrays prison life as a lot easier than it yeah. would be. Yeah. I yeah. mean... The, the labour didn't look very fun, but, like, no. as far as the actual environment of the prison. It seemed yeah. very relaxed a lot yeah. of yeah. the time. Just playing cards <laughs> yeah. and chilling eating out. Eating eggs. Yeah. yeah, eating eggs. <laughs> eating a few eggs. That was so gross. Um, yeah. Yeah, so the prison set was, was recreated based on measurements in Florida um, in California. Um, so the director, Stuart Rosenberg, had worked uh, for 10 years in television, but this was his first um, direct... Uh, directorial uh, role for a movie. Oh, good on him! Um, so did well. Yeah, picked a good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <He> picked. <up. laughs> you know, he's like, oh, this movie's going to do really well. Oh, I should direct it. Oh. <laughs> Had 
nothing to do with the actors or the vision or well, his actual ability anything. to direct. Yeah. <laughs> well, funny enough, in um in I have a little bit about reception in a moment, but um it's he is like essentially discredited saying, you know, Rosenberg's direction is kind of mediocre, but the things that pull this movie up are performance and writing basically. Mm. Um so this was produced by Jellum Productions, owned by a man uh, you may remember from my previous report to this, Jack Lemon, who played Baxter in The Apartment. Lemon, there you go. Um, so he was originally uh, like consider like was the first choice for the role of Luke. Yeah. Um, but then Newman heard about the role, heard about the project, and um, asked to get involved with it, and so. It became, in in the end, a iconic Paul Newman movie. Yeah, I think it would be quite different with yeah with Jack, Jack Lemmon. Yeah. I mean, like Paul Newman's Paul Newman. It, it, yeah. he, he, Jack <laughs> Lemmon would bring a very different energy yeah. to yeah. even just the like the physicality of the role. I yeah. think. Um, so Newman was nominated for Best Actor. Um, what's his name? George Kennedy won Best Supporting Actor for his role as Dragline. Mm-hmm. Um, funny enough, with that. Uh, so Kennedy apparently was worried about the success of the films Camelot and Bonnie and Clyde in the same year and spent $5,000 of his own money in advertising to promote himself prior to the awards. Mm. Um, and then he, it was probably worth it since he did win and he's quoted as saying that the minute he won the award, his salary multiplied by 10. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, a well-spent five grand then. He, um, he's also uh, quoted as saying he was relieved that after this he actually got offers to play characters other than villains, so he was mm. a bit typecast before that, which yeah. I suppose makes sense. He's, he's, a, he, like, he's a bit of a mean-looking man, at least in this at the start. Yeah, And you just kind of get that with every sort of, like most well-known actors are kind of typecast. In one, and, yeah, yeah, one way or yeah. the other. Yeah. But I suppose you would get sick of being the bad guy at some point, yeah. more so than if you're the hero every time. Yeah. Um, so it was also nominated for Best Score and Best Adapted Screenplay. And I and I checked and it lost um, both, both Paul Newman and the screenplay lost to a movie called In the Heat of the Night, which I've never heard of. Oh, and that's not on our list, so it can't <laughs> be that good. So really, what were you doing, Academy Awards? Get out of here. <laughs> Um, so the prison set's trees are uh, all hand-decorated with Spanish moss, which apparently grows all, all over the place in Florida, but they brought it back just to decorate the prison for that. Oh, my god! Which gosh. I think is very dedicated for something yeah. very few people would ever notice. Yeah. yeah. Um, the set was also mistaken um, by a local building inspector for migrant worker ho- housing, and he who tried to uh, order it condemned for... Building code violations. Oh my god! A movie like, set. It's like, bruh, we're not actually <laughs> living here. <laughs> um, so apparently, Stuart Rosenberg wanted the cast to feel like part of a chain gang. So early on, he instituted that um, no partners were allowed on set, which I assume then ended up being no women were on set at all. I don't know if there was any in the in the crew. Except at all. for that scene where there's a woman. Well, funny enough, a note on that. A note on that scene. Um, yeah, Lockie and watched that yeah. scene with me. <laughs> Shot entirely separately, yep. so none of so um I believe they brought in a a different woman for them, like the prisoners to react to, but the actual the car wash scene yeah. was filmed entirely separately. Smart. I mean, yeah. That's probably a good thing. It was <laughs> very sexual for like this time. I yeah. was not yeah. expecting like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. At all. <laughs> in my plot notes, I just, I just, just kind of go over it with after an uncomfortable car washing scene. Yeah. It was just I very feel like this full was on. The original sexy lady car wash. washes a car. I mean, she does like rub her breasts quite ferociously on that glass window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there? Yeah, because that's like kind of a trope, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Do you think this was the original one? I Maybe. Who been. knows? I mean, I feel You're like... You're the one doing the report. Yeah, I, you I, should have looked into it. I feel like before... Like, even for a movie that is this old, I wouldn't have expected it. I would have expected maybe, like, late 80s, something to kind of crop up. But, I mean, this was late 60s. 60s. Yeah, not even... Like, like, things get a bit more loose in the 70s, but it's still yeah. pretty, Definitely. pretty yeah. conservative in the 60s. So. And quite a short skirt for the 60s. I mean, that was the rage in the '60s. Was like mini skirts were coming in, and true, I wasn't. It was like the sexual revolution, and there was like comedy movies at the time that were like pretty out there, and there was like a lot of more nudity coming into film. But like in something like this, I just wasn't expecting like in like the drama sort of like more that this is. It was just like boom, boobs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to have that image like implanted in my mind for the rest of my life now. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so I said, while Rosenberg's, um, Rosenberg's direction was noted as a lower point for the film, a lot of praise is given to uh, the script and Newman. Uh, some of its greatness is also attributed to being a product of its time and a strong statement piece, essentially because it's um, during the Vietnam War and it's a big anti-establishment uh, authority kind of yeah. movie. There's a, there's a theme for you, Kat. Um, Thanks, I think James. <laughs> 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 Hashtag you, Ted English. Imagine if you wrote that. Um, Vietnam, anti-establishment. There's a theme. <laughs> <laughs> just, just write Next. that in your, in your essay. <laughs> New paragraph. <laughs> Um, so interestingly, Newman's biographer considers it one of his weakest roles where it's quite celebrated as one of his better ones. There you go. Um, and yeah, as I said, the depiction of prison life is also uh, criticised for being far too nice. Mm. Um, Although I, do, I would not like to spend a night in the box. No, you don't want to spend a night in the box. It's like you can't even lay down. I was thinking about how I would sleep and I think I would put my legs up the wall... And, and try and lay your back lay flat. Back no, I think you'd have to go like on like sitting down, like, Just it, like against curled it. up against like in the corner of the wall. I think it would have to be the way. Because if you put your feet up, you're gonna wake up and all the blood from your feet is gonna be like like you'd have to have numb legs. I like your theory though, Kat. I just assumed, yeah, you would have to kind of sit down and just yeah, cross like your legs and just wake ball. up and move around. I imagine you would wake up and move around a few times. I haven't slept at all. Especially because you got your water bucket and your shit bucket next year. So That's if you actually true. had to use the shit bucket, you're in for a bad night. Yeah, try and hold off on that one as long yeah. as you can. Um, so I'll get into the plot. There's a couple extra details, but I've, I'm going to get to them when we talk about the scenes. Yep. So uh, we start the film meeting decorated war veteran Lucas Luke Jackson, drunk and cutting the heads off parking meters. Uh, so <laughs> pretty just funny. Such a funny thing to be arrested for. Like and he's do not two even years getting for. the chain, like the change out of them. He's just cutting them off. Just for like, something uh, to do. Uh, fuck this thing. Uh, I do like the start where it's like violation, violation. You're like, what's happening here? Yeah. They realize he's breaking a parking meter. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so fun fact, those parking meters uh, have never had their heads replaced. They were real parking meters. Oh, my god! And you can still go and see them. Uh, a group of 20 of them or so headless today in a city called Lodi, California. So they just were like, oh. Do you reckon? Like, well, they're, they're part of the movie, so I suppose they figured, you know, more than getting money from the parking meters, people will be oh, interested yeah. for. And pay for other parking meters to park to come and near see them to the cool see hand them. Luke parking meters. Yeah. But also, like, do you reckon they, they paid for them? Or do you reckon they just want to film him actually breaking them and then. Oh, I imagine, sorry. I imagine they asked permission, but then maybe they didn't. It's a very anti establishment yeah. film. Yeah. Like, Oops. How bad? <laughs> Um, so for this, Luke is sentenced to two years uh, on a chain gang in a Florida prison. Uh, there we meet the prison warden known as the Captain, played by Strother Martin. What, what a name, Strother. I, d- I don't, don't know if I'm pronouncing like that, that right. anymore. No. I mean, you probably do, just not in where we are. Here. <laughs> not in <a> st- <laughs> it might yeah. still be yeah. a very American name. Um, and we meet the various bosses, which is what the prisoners call the other prison guards including Boss Godfrey, uh, a man who always wears reflective sunglasses and rarely talks, also known as the man with no eyes. That's a pretty, pretty good Sinister nickname. name. It, it, it sounds like spooky. a Bond villain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the man with no eyes. Um, so Morgan Woodward, who plays the man with no eyes, uh, apparently stayed in character entirely between scenes. So he would sit down with not taking off his sunglasses and not say a word. Huh. What a weirdo. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's a method The Jared Leto of his time. <laughs> Um, so apparently Rosenberg loved the look of him for the character, but um, but his voice didn't match the uh, the sinister nature of the character. So he had various lines in the movie, and they were stripped down to just one scene later in the film. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> They're going to say that that they like just ad libbed someone else over the top, and was just like, no, nah, sucked in. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like I, I I didn't remember that, and then I was watching. I was expecting when he said speak to be like. And then and he's just like like kind of almost high pitch in, yeah. his, in his voice. So I understand why they did that. Uh, we then meet uh, Carr, the floor walker, who essentially makes sure the right amount of prisoners are there each night, all 50. Um, Carr seems a bit more likable than the other bosses because he actually hangs out with the prisoners. Uh, he tells the new recruits the rules where any infraction leads to a night in the box. That which... was a really good scene. Just, <laughs> yeah. The guy just kept going. I was like, this is great. And the, the guy tries to ask a question he just keep, and he just keeps talking yeah, over him. Yeah, he's like, no. Nah. Anything that is night in the box. Mm. Um, which, as we said, is a very small wooden holding cell outside that you can barely sit down in. Also, it's outside the fence. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah it is too. So if you manage to get out of the box... You're free. But the box looks pretty hard to get I'm out. I'm just saying, of. like, you're outside. The, I'm like, it's not even in the yard. It's outside of the prison boundary. I was yeah. like, hang on a minute. It seems there's no reason yeah. for it to be. Well, maybe it's for, like, legal reasons. They can't confine well, the prisoners like that on Well, they didn't even have a key grounds. for it, was there? It was just the wooden, like, yeah. block that stopped it mm. from being open. So I suppose if it was on the prison grounds, other prisoners could potentially have just let their mates out. Yeah, true, actually. But then they could have just gotten a padlock for it too, like they have for the main gate. So it doesn't really make sense. Uh, So (laughs) here are my notes. After a weird car washing scene, (laughs) if you want want to talk anything more about that, please do. Otherwise, I'm going to skip right over it. No, I don't. That's fine. I've seen enough to last a lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we find that our boy Luke doesn't really care much for rules, either from the bosses or the uh, pecking order of the other prisoners. Uh, this leads him to conflict with the de facto prisoner leader, Dragline, played by George Kennedy, 
who eventually uh, challenges him to a fight. Uh, Dragline is much stronger and bigger and beats the crap out of Luke, but Luke refuses to give up. He keeps getting back up, resulting in Dragline, after punching him several more times and knocking him flat, eventually just giving up and leaving, <laughs> which so I suppose Luke wins the fight in a, in a roundabout way. Maybe. Um, but this earns him respect from the prisoners and also gets him the attention of the bosses. Uh, we then have the scene that gives the movie its name where Luke wins a few dollars in a poker game by bluffing with a handful of nothing, which is a real cool hand in his words. Yeah, I was waiting for the moment where it was like, what, like why is it called Cool Hand Luke? <laughs> <laughs> and you have it there. Yeah. you got to say the movie title in the movie. Which sometimes is rare for this list. I still don't know why A Clockwork Orange is called A Clockwork Orange. Let's never talk about that film again. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to bring up uh, triggering things. Um, I I was also like, maybe it's because, like, you play poker, don't you, Jacob? Sort of. Loosely. Do you play poker, Kat? No. They're very impressed by just a bluff. Oh. Like, I know it was. I I feel like it's. But yeah, it was just sort of like, okay. Standard. (laughs) Cool. Well done. Like, it feels standard to me, but maybe that's from a modern poker thing where, I don't know. Anyway, they're all very impressed. Um, so Luke's uh, sick mother then visits him, uh, which makes him a bit more optimistic about things. And we see this uh, when the prisoners have to tar a road, which um, everyone's saying is going to be, you know, a really horrible day. And Luke ends up uh, motivating everyone to do it really quickly and they have two hours left at the end I of the lo- day. I love that yeah. because he essentially turned it into a race to either side of the yeah. road of which side could finish first. Mm-hmm. And even like one of the guys is like, why are they going so fast? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on right now? I think that's probably my favourite scene in the movie. Yeah. And do you have the piece of trivia about the music in that scene? Uh, no, I don't. So did anyone, did either of you notice what music plays at the end of that scene? Did anything sound really familiar to you? Yeah, all, of the mu- all of the score in this movie sounded familiar. So at the end of that scene, like as they're like finishing up and the truck's driving away, it plays a certain piece of music that was composed for this film that has been used by oh, news stations yes. all over the world, oh. including Australia's own Channel 9 news intro, and it's just like, why the fuck are you using this? I didn't know it was in that scene, but yeah, um, yeah. I did read that apparently the um, people have asked the composer why he used this news channel's music like years later, and he's like, no, I made the music for the film and then the news channel yeah, I bought it the go? rights to it. It was the, um, the Channel 9 cricket. Um, no, it's not the cricket one, it's the news one. The is it? Yeah. Yeah, right. I didn't so hear that one. Lots of lots of theme songs. Oh, is that when movie. you said to me, "Are you watching the cricket?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, because like, I, and, and it was in a because we watched the movie a couple weeks ago. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, and it was in that and it was as well. no because like another news channel like it's used by news channels. It, I think it was Rear Window. Yeah. So I don't know if it's gonna happen. Yeah, like, something in Rear Window sounded very newsy. I remember. Yeah. So it's. Oh my gosh, it is. <laughs> yeah, true. So that's 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 the music from Channel 9 News and then... And also from... Cool Hand, Hand Luke. Luke. <laughs> you getting up another one? <laughs> the cricket one? No, and then there's... This is the scene from Cool Hand Luke. Wait for it. Oh yeah. Wait for it. <laughs> I 
<laughs> oh my gosh. So I mean, very newsy. Very. Yeah. What's the? And it's been used by like everyone all over the world. It's used all the time. I wonder how much you made from that. That's like, what I mean. Soundbite. Like, because I started reading it because I googled it, and it was just like, how have like hundreds of news like channels used this? It's like, how has someone not just written like like you know their yeah. own thing? It's just like everyone else is like, oh, I'm like I'll write my own. It's, it's like, no, let's use. This piece of music from, of all things, Cool Hand Luke. Luke. Like, it's always that little, like, that beeping sound. That yeah. Da, 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 ba, 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 yeah. And I don't know what, like, why they all really <laughs> need that in the Yeah, it's just. You want to hear how it goes? Please rewind about 30 seconds. We should make an intro using that. You finding another thing to play? No, no, it's, okay. you can. Um, so uh, for the tarring the road scene, um, the actors actually tarred a mile long stretch of highway for the county. Oh my god! So that was just that was just something they did for the the place they were filming in. That would have been horrendous. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a fun day to no. be an it's extra. Just any any day on that set would not have been fun. Yeah. Um. So after this, Luke is starting to become like very respected by the uh, by the other prisoners. But he really cements it when he wins a bet to eat 50 hard-boiled eggs in one hour. Oh, mate. Um, Just watching that, I felt ill. Yeah, that was another one that was not a not a nice scene to watch, no. just seeing the eggs going, going in. Um, so 200 hard-boiled eggs were provided for this scene. Huh. Um, so wait, did he actually eat? Uh, so Paul Newman ate eight eggs, oh. thanks to editing. Um, the cast and crew ate the rest, which and this is the this is just the oddest little note I've found on, on anything, which apparently led to a lot of farting on set the next day. <laughs> so, so I, I just googled the the music. Yeah. So, what year did this movie come out in? Nineteen sixty-seven. Okay. So, in nineteen sixty-eight, ABC, like in America's owner-operated stations, started using it, and that was used until the mid nineteen nineties. Um, after an increase in the license fee to the theme and its variants, however, many stations dropped the tar <laughs> sequence and themes based directly on it. Um, the Eyewitness News collection by Gary Media, currently used by WABC TV and many other ABC affiliates, so like still to this day, use it. The Nine Network in Australia introduced the tar sequence queue for Nine News in the early 80s and is still used as of this day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> What the fuck? I love that like thirty like twenty something years in, the guy's like, Hey, so many news things using. I'm just gonna up the license fee. Give me more money. Yeah. Or make your own music. Fair. (laughs) I made this for a movie, man. Yeah. Um so That's when you know you've really made it when news stations start using your score. (laughs) But like a year later it was on the news. (laughs) That's gotta be pretty cool. Imagine watching that movie though and going, you know what? I reckon that'd be a great intro. To the, well, the news. news. <laughs> it's like, well, they're tarring a road. I wonder That's if... so weird. I mean, the, the score was nominated for Academy Award. Do you think that was just, man, this this one tarring sound yeah. sounds really cool. But I think in the thing I read, it's because it has like the noise of like a telegraph at the start. Like that's that beeping noise. Oh, yeah. So oh, it sounds true. like a sort of... That's yeah. the beep, 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 beep. Yeah, um. it's like, you know, yeah. So it's like the telegraph, like <laughs> telegraph signal. So it's sort of like, that's why it feels newsy because you're sending... Signal out into the world. Right. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, carry on, Jen. Well, on a lower note, uh, Nuke then soon. Nuke? 
Luke. <laughs> Luke cool senior. hand, Nuke. <laughs> Goes from prison hero to action hero. Yeah. Uh, so Luke soon gets the bad news that his mother has died. Oh. Yeah, sorry. That was actually really sad. Yeah. And then he's got put in the box. Yeah. What the fuck, man? So uh, immediately after this, we see Luke sit on his bunk and play his guitar singing the song Plastic Jesus. Uh, so note about this scene, uh, Newman's guitar um, scene was originally meant to be pretty early in production and was moved to the end of the production because uh, Paul Newman wanted to learn the guitar and, and perform it himself. Um, so after moving it back a few weeks, they then did um, like then moved it back a couple of more days because he still wasn't happy. In the final take that was used, he still wasn't happy, and Rose and but Rosenberg would not allow him to do another take <laughs> <laughs> because they'd obviously done at least ten or something. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, as if losing your mother isn't hard enough, the captain says because he's more likely to try and run to attend his mother's funeral. He on that night he has to spend a night in the box. Ironically, this makes him want to escape a lot more, and he later does with the help of some other prisoners. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, the bosses chase him with tracking dogs and eventually recapture him, although one of the dogs dies. Yeah, that dog struggling through that barbed wire. Oh, that is... Um, fucked. Yeah. yeah. And also, like... Animal... Yeah, that's just there's no special effects. That's a genuine dog struggling through Yeah, I was like, fucking hell. Hopefully the the barbs weren't actually barbs, I imagine. I hope not. Otherwise, <laughs> fuck me dead, man. Um, but yeah, anim- animal deaths are always hard. Even even like it's it's because this is you know this is one of the the boss's dogs, which are like but you still, know the bad guys. But I it's a dog, like, so yeah, it's animals not its are fault. just. But are they like the bad guys? No. Oh wait, the bosses. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, are they? No, I mean, <laughs> like the old blokes, kind of like the yeah. one that's like. What's he say? Like, I want to say a prayer for your man. Yeah, I'm just, just doing my just job. Doing they are. They're just doing their jobs and the guarding the prisoners. I mean, we'll get we'll get to why I think they're the bad guys yeah. in about <laughs> in a couple of minutes. Um, so they recapture him, and he is given leg irons. Uh, while the cat and while the captain is making an example of him to the other prisoners, Luke uh, mocks him, and so the captain hits him, pushes him down a hill before saying the line. What we've got here is a failure to communicate. You've so, got some good accents today. That was good. Also, well, like, re- going down that hill would have fucking hurt. Yeah. So the reason I quote that line is it's ranked 11th on the American Film Institute's 2005 list, 100 Years, 100 Movie Quotes. What's the first one? Uh, you want to take a guess what it's from at all? I, I don't – I think it – surely it's on this list. Um, I'll be back. Uh, that is – I think that's, like – 20-something. It's obviously like, ah. no, I am your father. Uh, I think that's like seventh or something oh, like that. No, it's, it's um, frankly, my dear, I don't give a yeah, damn yeah, yeah. Oh. from Gone with the Wind. Is that on the of list? Of course. Um, no. No, really? I don't think so. It's not. It's because it's like fucking four hours long. We've had other four-hour movies. Because I was going to say, it's like, I think before Titanic and Avatar, it was like the, for the highest yeah, grossing for that, inflation. It but still that's is. because yeah. it, it ran, ran for thirty for like, years. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and made for inflation like over three billion dollars. But also, it rich. has like the longest theatrical release of like any movie yeah, ever. Time. Oh yeah. damn! Because it was. So I feel like it has a bit of a leg up there. <laughs> it was yeah. like continuously showing like somewhat like like overlapping. So like you know, one scene would stop and another scene would still be going for like close to like thirty years or something. I was like, yeah, money. Ridiculous. Because you didn't have, like, home video and it just kept running somewhere. True. Very true. 
Yeah. Um, cool. So back to the back to the line. So apparently, when writing it, Pierce uh, worried this line was too complex. Like the wording is not something that the warden would have actually used. Um, so he made up his own little backstory that um, in Florida the wardens prob- um, would have to do like a class in criminology, and that's why he would have would have used like more eloquent <laughs> language. Ultimately, no, apparently, no one that watched the film like had any issue with his yeah. use of this language. But it's he made just, up this. It little just makes anyway. sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's like yeah, you have a failure to communicate. That was very obvious. Um, apparently, on hearing this, Strother Martin, the actor that um, says it, uh, said he felt the line would have been something the warden heard or read um, somewhere and repeated it in an attempt to sound more intelligent. Mm. Um, some analysis of this line have. Um, have seen it as the author's um, take on the Vietnam War being a failure oh, to communicate. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much. That, that's something a high school English teacher would say. <laughs> <laughs> when you overanalyze. I, I love oh, – what was it? We, fuck, what movie was it? Oh, we did Looking for Alla Brandy in school. Mm. Right? Oh, yeah. And I remember like well, we had to like do some research into it and I found a thing like the author had like a rant – about like high school English like students and like teachers and it's like I'm sick of like people looking into things and like looking at all these themes that I never intended that I never did and it's like the author did this and it's like no, no I, I fucking didn't <laughs> like I wrote a story like it's just like fuck off with it because like the over analysis of something is like oh the themes of this and the themes of that and the author intended to display this message and it's like no. Do you reckon Shakespeare would be like that? He'd just, oh, he'd just be like, he'd just be like, what yourself. the hell? Like, I just wrote a story. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, yeah, like sometimes like you overanalyze all these themes and stuff, and it's like, yeah, the ideas are there, but it like it's not as in, the author wasn't as in depth into this as the English as, teachers are. Yeah. It's not always so concrete as well. Like, I think you can find your own themes in any yeah. media, in yeah. music, in TV, in in film. It's all yeah. interpretation. Yeah, exactly. so the author can can obviously does in does specifically do some things, and other things can be done accidentally. Yeah, yeah. So some of them that that everyone's like, oh yes, the author definitely did this on purpose. Like, not necessarily. You might just be reading into that a bit more because you want to from like your worldview. Stephen yeah. King, like he wrote the shine. What year did the Shining come out again? Um, eighty something. Yeah, but like even today, he just looks like he's a dude in his forties. <laughs> he does. Like he did something. Like he made a deal with the devil or some shit. Who? Stephen King. Yeah. He looks reasonably you young. He, he's just got that. Or am I confusing him with Jeff Goldblum? Maybe. No, he just. Oh, that man has an age. <laughs> and you? he will live forever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. He looks old. Show us a picture. Hey, he looks older now. Like. There you go. Yeah. Okay. But you how, know how old is he though? Um, he is 73. Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. If you're going to say he's 80, I'm like, well, he still looks like he's in his 60s, but 73. Okay, so that this is – sorry, I'm going to – that's a photo <laughs> of him from last year. He looks old there. But also he like looks like he – if someone said that guy's 50, he'd be like, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, I suppose. Um, so – <laughs> In the last little thing about the the line, um, it's also sampled in two Guns N' Roses songs. The, oh. the failure to communicate line. Sorry, we were talking about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Civil War in Madagascar, if any of you are die, uh, diehard Guns N' Roses fans. Um, so the next day, uh, Luke escapes again. 
Uh, Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, he tell um he tells the bosses that he'll um he needs to go for a pee and he'll keep shaking the bush so that they know that he's there. Uh, but he actually has a rope with him and ties it to the tree and just walks away while keep shaking it so they think he's just taking a long piss. And then the man about <laughs> no eyes just starts shooting. Um. Uh, so he escapes for longer this time, and he sends uh, Dragline a postcard of him with two beautiful women, with all the, which Dragline starts charging the other uh, prisoners to look at because they're so starved of anything remotely <laughs> female. Um, so he's eventually captured for the second time and told by the bosses that if he does it again, they'll kill him. Uh, Woo! <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, they then... Uh, a bit of foreshadowing there, I guess. Well... Yeah. Um, spoilers, Kat. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> For I a mean, 1967 film. Yeah, you've had, what, 53, 53 years. years to watch it. Um, they then break his spirit by uh, repeatedly making him dig a ditch and fill it back in. That's her- that is horrible. So this is why the bosses are the villain in my book. Like, more yeah. than anything, this is just... You're essentially digging your own grave again and again and again. Yeah. What's your dirt doing in Boss Keen's ditch? I really like that one. <laughs> Um, so Luke seems broken, but eventually, um, when he's on the road, escapes a third time, um, stealing one of the boss's trucks and stealing the keys from the other one. So they can't chase them. Uh, Dragline also jumps on the truck at the last minute and escapes with him. Uh, they make it a fair way and Luke tells Drag they have to split up. Um, Dragline's like, what am I going to do on my own? So I'm a little bit sad about, um, and Luke goes into an empty church, but Drag Dragline comes back telling Luke that they're surrounded. Uh, Luke opens a window to see the captain and the bosses and yells back and yells, what we've got here is a failure to communicate, uh, at which point Luke is shot by the man with no eyes. Through, through the, the, the neck. Ch- yeah. That's a fucking brutal shot. Brutal shot. I, I looked for a second, like, is that just blood spraying up from his chest or has he gotten shot in the neck? And Yeah. Yep. Um, that would hurt. Yep. Uh, so... Uh, Dragline then charges the man with no eyes and uh, symbolically knocks off his glasses, <laughs> taking away his power, um, which are later smashed by the car, taking Luke, um, which is taking Luke to the prison hospital instead of the closest one, which ensures that he dies on the trip. Yeah, yeah. bastard. Um, the film ends with the prisoners reminiscing on the legendary Cool Hand Luke and, oh, sorry, I missed the bit that they tear up the picture earlier when he submits to the bosses, but you see that they've... Uh, Stitched it back, back to up. sorry, taped it back together at the end. Dun dun dun. <laughs> good movie. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed oh, it more than I thought I would. That is good. Um, one more and one more note because because you need the themes. Um, oh yes. There is a lot of uh, Christian imagery throughout yes. this film. When he was lying on the table after In eating the crucifix eggs, position. I was just like. Is he Jesus now, <laughs> or like what? What's going on here? <laughs> I at least like that they did it a bit more subtly than. Uh, Game of Thrones. I don't know if you guys watched the last two awful seasons. No. But there's one where, like, as the guy's dying, he's, like, holding his hands out, like, like in a, in a T-pose for, like, oh, uh, oh my God, he's, he's, he's sacrificing his life. Like, Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, this was so, ob- like, just yeah. over the top. Feeding, stuffing it down your throat. But yeah, and then at the end, the last shot we see, as, as you see, the picture reforged is also zooming out, and there's, like, it's a crossroads shaped like a cross. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other things that come up about imagery were um, pictures of uh, traffic lights and uh, signs. Mm. I did not go into it because it was far too analysis nerdy for this podcast. Fair enough. 
Yeah, um, we're not nerdy enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just um, but Kat, you said you liked it more than you thought. Yeah. Would you watch it again? Probably not. Yeah. Like I, I enjoyed watching it and I'd encourage people to watch it, but I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch Cool Hand Luke. Yeah. It's a very, like, I don't know. There's no women in it <laughs> other than the one that's like overtly sexualized. The, and the, I like yeah. diversity. <laughs> that, so, that's quite fair. Yeah. That is very true. Jacob, um, yeah. would you watch it again? Um, yeah, I guess. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would, but like I'm not going to actively go out and do it. But if someone's like, let's watch this, I'd be like, it's a decent okay, movie. I can, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm about about the same. Like, yes, I would watch again, but it is a it is a light yes. Like, mm. I enjoy it, but there's there's parts of the film I feel that that drag a bit. Mm. Um, most, I mean, a, a bit early on. Sometimes you just you you see a lot of whacking away at at, at yeah. weeds and and yeah. overgrowth, and it it gets it, sometimes it goes a bit slowly. But I, I I like most of the structure of the film. Like, it feels like there's something interesting happening every yeah every little bit of it, other than those bits. Yeah. And, and I feel like even though it's not really like you don't get a major development of Luke as a character, it's everyone else around him that is growing and changing. Yeah. That's the thing. I understand why um, Paul Newman's biographer was like uh, pessimistic about about his um, his acting because it's it's in a way it's a story about the prisoners like in drag yeah. line almost more than it is about about Luke. Yeah, like, he's the catalyst for them to change. And the, there was a thing talking about that like he did as well as he could, but the problem is Luke isn't a real character. He's like essentially like a a prisoner's fantasy of being yeah. sticking up for these guys and having everyone adore him and everything. Like he's not realistic, really. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's too much of a hero. Yeah. Um, he's the saint who was sacrificed. Yeah, should we move on to what we've been watching and what we're looking forward to? Excited yeah. for. Excited for, uh, sorry. Oh, my God. See, I'm no, I'm no Jacob. Son of a No, <laughs> Jacob can't do it either. Yeah. I'm no cat. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. What um, have you been watching and what are you excited for, Jacob? Well, I am very excited for Godzilla vs. King Kong. Oh, yeah. Because it just looks fucking sick and I'm just <laughs> really looking forward to that <laughs> shit. So... I've been watching some movies about those characters. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I watched uh, Godzilla King of Monsters the other day, and then because it was on Netflix and it popped up, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that." And then I went and watched Peter Jackson's King Kong because is I'm, that the original? Well, no, not the original, but like because it was like 2005 oh, yeah. or whatever, older but not original. Because right. the original is like 19. 40 or 50 or whatever. Like black and white, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Dudes in suits. Nice. But um, so I watched that and then... Not enough people wear suits anymore. <laughs> like Godzilla <laughs> suits or King Kong suits? Or or just, oh, just I thought you meant like no, men it's like, in... No, it's like a, a man in an ape costume. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no. Enough, <laughs> I was like, what? Like there's enough of those. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I meant just like dressing well. <laughs> I love that. Like, from, oh, yeah, guys are in, are in monkey suits. To, fashion's really gone down yeah. these days. Jesus. <laughs> and then I watched Godzilla... Like 2012 or whatever year that came oh, out yeah. in. It's just they're just good movie. Like the new MonsterVerse stuff. Are they stuff. actually good? Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll watch so Godzilla got this week. Godzilla. Then there's Kong Skull Island. 
Oh, I have watched that and with then, Brie Larson. Yeah, and then and Michael, Godzilla. Wait, is Michael Fassbender in it as well? No, it's um fucking fucking um <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. Oh yes, oh. that's why I watched it. Remember <laughs> <laughs> the guy's name. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna watch that one. But two great loves. Again, but yeah, and then there's Godzilla 2 King of Monsters and they're all just really good. Although one criticism I will have is that in Godzilla like 2012, Godzilla's like barely in it. It's like it'll cut to like him fighting the big other monster and like the doors close and it's like, oh, okay, I just want to watch them fight. I yeah, care about yeah. the people. Right. And that was like a big criticism of that movie at the time and then obviously when you get to Godzilla 2 King of Monsters. See him a bit more. He's just this is <laughs> monsters punching on twenty four seven. Well, hey, at least they took into consideration what the fans Feedback. wanted. And then the trailer for Godzilla three, I guess. Godzilla vs King Kong just looks fucking unreal. Like, cool. It's just although, like in the trailer, you get like a glimpse of like Mecha Godzilla. It's got big robot Godzilla. How many? Okay. I don't. I don't even want to know the answer. Actually, what? I don't how know. many Godzillas yeah, are there? Yeah, and King Kongs. <laughs> well, this is the one. It's the same King Kong from Kong Skull Island. Right. It's just been fifty years, so he's a fuckload he's bigger. An, he's an old bloke. Right. Because in Scott, like in because Skull gorillas Island, just keep growing. Well, in Skull yeah. Island, it's this assumed that he's like an infant because oh. there's like his parents' skeletons there, and they're way bigger than he is. Right. So it's assumed that he's still like juvenile and not fully grown. So now in this, he'll be like the same size as like Godzilla. So it's mm. gonna be like, because they're like, although it's I have so a criticism right. of this in the trailer because they're both standing on an aircraft carrier. And I can kind of believe that like King Kong could stand on an aircraft carrier, like, but Godzilla seems smaller because in like Godzilla, like one, he's the same height as a fucking skyscraper. Like he walks through a city and he's like knocking buildings over with his like shoulders. Is that the scene from Lilo and Stitch where it's like, Walking yeah. through the yeah. Oh, see, I get references. But like, <laughs> I'm cool and yeah. hip with the kids. Yeah. So it's like, is he? Why is he? Like, how is he now standing on an aircraft carrier? Unless his aircraft carrier is fucking enormous. Well, they are pretty big. But like, I'm skyscraper big? Maybe not. Yeah, and it's just like, and like the bit of the aircraft carrier that's like above the deck, like the top of the boat bit, is like halfway up them. And I'm like, is that thing like twelve stories high? Hey. Aircraft carriers are pretty huge. Yeah, yeah, but like, is the bridge bit because it's like it kind of only sticks like a little bit up. I'm like, is that thing a twelve story skyscraper just on I a mean, ship? Potentially, you know what yeah. I mean. So I don't think that's so, too unreasonable. No, so I have no. a theory. Yeah, is that they have a shrink ray? No, that the <laughs> majority hat po- hats on folks. The majority <laughs> of the footage we see of Godzilla in the trailer is not Godzilla, but Mecha Godzilla, because. In the trailer, um, what's her name? She plays um, Billy Bob Brown because she's in. Oh, Billy Bob Millie Brown. Bob, <laughs> Billy Bobby Brown. Yeah, Millie, Millie Bob Brown. Yeah. She plays Billy Bob Brown. <laughs> Shut up. She is in Godzilla Two, and she's back in this, and there's like a lot of recurring characters and happening in these films. But she has a line. No, she has a line where it's like she there's something Godzilla. provoking him that we're not seeing because like Godzilla started attacking people. But it's never mentioned by name that there's something provoking him that we're not seeing or he's out there hurting people. We don't know why. It's never mentioned to what he, like if it's specifically Godzilla. Mm. So I reckon that like they've built Mechagodzilla because you see it in the trailer. Sure. Why did they build Mechagodzilla? In case Godzilla goes bad, they can fight back. So wait, Godzilla's good. 
In all the movies, Godzilla protects the human race and then just leaves. Oh, I need to watch Godzilla. <laughs> so, like, he's Godzilla's which, the good guy. Which one's okay. the one with the two flying, like, pterodactyl things that he fights? Isn't that King Kong when he's on the skyscraper? No, no okay, so planes? there's... No, Godzilla. So there's Godzilla... So there's multiple that, that Yeah, happens, where he, there? like... There's, like, the big flying one and then the not flying one and they're weird, like, walking monster things. And then in the second one, there's the three-headed dragon plus, like, the pterod... Dragon... Sorry, the three-headed alien... And then there's like one of the Titans, which is like looks like a massive pterodactyl. Which one's the one with Brian cool. Cranston in it? That's the first one. Okay, that's the one I've okay. seen. <laughs> I think He's I'll in the enjoy first these. One. Yeah, they are really they're good. They're pretty fun. Okay. And also like there What's is the that, first like, one on. Is it on I, anything? What, no, I couldn't find it on anything. He has it on DVD. Can you upload no, I have it like, for me? No, it's like 18 gig. Oh. I have like a we yeah, my Google Drive yeah, won't support no. that. <laughs> we don't commit piracy on this podcast. No, we don't. Um, um, but yeah, like they're just really good. And I think that like the trailer, because they faked out in the first one and made it look like Godzilla's the bat, like, and didn't really include like the actual like monsters that were the villains. So it's sort of like they're faked out before. They could like, fake out again. I reckon. And like, yeah, I reckon they'll fake, like this trailer has a lot of fake outs in it. And that like Kong and Godzilla might have a bit of a fight and then they'll team up and be mates and then they'll fight the real bad guy. That'd be cool. So it's real dawn. It's like the Godzilla. The real bad guy, the human race. Yeah, so it's, yeah. you know. They just destroy us and no, start the world anew. Godzilla, like Godzilla versus Kong, dawn of justice. Because <laughs> they fight for a bit and oh. then they're mates. <laughs> You know? I didn't hear what is you it said. Because, is it because Godzilla te- tells King Kong that their, both their mothers have Martha. the same name? Yeah, they're both named, mums named Martha and we're all good. Huh. Okay, yeah. well, so, I think we should stop saying Godzilla. Kat, what have you been watching yeah. and what are you excited for? Um, I have been watching Friends. Hey, as um, always. <laughs> as always. And I have started season two of Dark. And everyone should watch it. It's my second favourite TV series now. It's just... After Friends? No, <laughs> after Westworld. Oh, yes. Westworld's very good. Um, and, like, I don't know. The first season was good, but this second season is just, like, even more in-depth. And it's... Just watch <sighs> it. If you like sci-fi slash mystery slash drama slash romance slash... Wow, so many slashes. like... <laughs> Everything. Sounds really. like an episode titles now. <laughs> <laughs> you should watch it, guys. Jacob, I think you would like it. Okay. I don't know about you, James. <laughs> she doesn't know you would not. <laughs> no, because he likes more like rom-com drama. <laughs> I feel like this might be a bit too much for you. <laughs> but Maybe I'll give it a try. Stitch up. <laughs> but like the good thing is, even though it is a really involved time travel German series... It's very easy to tr- keep track of. Okay. It's not like... Do I have to read subtitles? Or is it it's English dubbed. That's fine then. Um, but yeah. It's just really good. Just means watch I can it, look away. I need someone a... else to watch it so I can talk to them about it because I don't want to tell you what happens because you otherwise it'll it. spoil it. Thank you. Oh. Going insane. And it's just so good. And I mean, a few of the things I'm like, oh, I kind of saw that coming. Like, of course that character is this, but like... I don't know. There's still enough happening that I am really enjoying it. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. And I've also just been listening to that podcast as well because I'm learning lots. 
It's really interesting. Wow. Learning is good. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to one the yesterday actually on um, the Lindy Chamberlain case. You know, the dingo's got my baby. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I know. Really, really interesting. Because the dad, dude, her ex-husband was a professor at university that we went to. Oh, what? Yeah. I had no idea. Wow. Like, while we were there. Oh, really? Yeah. Well. <laughs> Pretty sure he's dead now, but. Oh. Maybe, yeah, but he was a professor at that university. I had no idea. So if anyone Googles that, they'll know where we went to university, but yeah. Oh, my God. He was, uh, yeah. Only us and a few other hundred thousand people. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Have you got anything else, Kat? No, Because I've just it. looked at James's notes and yep. he just has one word written down. What and does it, it say? It just says servant. Well, I had so to I remember what gone, I've been. I think he's gone to Butler College. <laughs> <laughs> have you, heard, no, you haven't heard of the show? No. I have. Um, so, um, I was staying with my partner at her family's place. She was house sitting the other day and they had Apple TV plus and I have, I, neither of us have it. So we were looking through and we saw this show called servant, which has Rupert Grint and a, bu- a bunch of other people that I don't really recognize. Mm. Um, oh, the, um, Nell Tiger Freeze in it, who plays Marcella Baratheon in Game of Thrones. Um, that's a very specific one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was just looking at I did not understand any of those words. <laughs> I was just looking at her for ages and being like, where do I recognise you from? Ah, oh, you're a minor character in Game of Thrones. Right. Um, oh, my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's this... So it's gotten to season two now, but we, we're still in the first season. Mm-hmm. But it's this really... It's like a... I think it's a psychological horror sort of thing. Um, essentially to spoil te- the first 10 minutes of the first episode. Oh my God, he's going to do it. Um, essentially, the, it's this couple that hires a babysitter, but um, you find out their baby is actually one of those, like, really realistic baby doll things that um, and nope. they've gotten it because the um, the mother has had a miscarriage. Nope. And nope, nope. it's, like, to help her right. grieve with it. Oh, okay. Um, and then... And they hire a babysitter. Yeah, um, to, because, to, like, play along with her thing. The dad then says, you know, you don't have to you don't have to play along with it at all. And she's like, um, no, I'm I'm okay to play along with it. And then um Bro. about ten minutes in, he comes in and there's a real baby instead. Oh. And and the both the well, the wife always like thought of it as her baby, so she doesn't change at all. And the babysitter acts like there's nothing different, that it's their it's their baby. Is and Rupert Grint the dad? No, Rupert oh. Grint's um uh, the the brother of the wife. Okay. So the guy's brother in law. And only and those two are the only ones that are like what the hell? How is it a real baby? Where did this come from? Has she stolen someone's baby? Okay. Oh my gosh. But it's just and it's just I'm really, on board. It's it's creep like there's nothing we don't know anything that's happened yet, but it's just it's just so like the whole time it's just tense. Yeah, because you're like, where the fuck did this baby come from? Yeah. And then he starts finding oh, he starts finding these weird like oh I should no, this is this is from more than a year ago. I can, and this is a pretty small spoiler, anyway. Um, he starts finding these weird, um, like wood wooden cross things that she's she hangs up because she's really Christian. Hi. And then, um, and then these like uh, these splinters start like the dad starts getting splinters everywhere after he touches one of these wood crosses, including like he found like he he starts choking on one because one showed up in his like throat. What the oh. fuck? So it's like weird kind of someone maybe made a magic. deal with the devil. Yeah, I think that this baby is like. Demon baby, yeah, I'm on board. I'm going to watch it. Is, I is, have Apple TV Plus, and oh, I should be. Go. Yes. Well, let, let us know what you think. It's I will. Spooky. I, I yeah. I don't like the. I like 
I will watch both your my, recommendations this week. <laughs> my sort of like psychological movie would be a psychological thriller. So like Silence of the Lambs or something, not horror. Oh, well, this just creep. This, this may be a psychological creepy. thriller because there's n- like there's nothing horror that's really happened yet. Like, I think just like anything kind of creepy. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. I like to sleep at but night. Is, isn't a psychological thriller creepy as well? Well, I... Yeah, but Hannibal Lecter's not going to come and get us, so it's fine. Yeah, I actually, this reminds me of something I saw yesterday on Stan. It kind of looks interesting, but it kind of looks like it could be shit. It's called Clarice, and it's about, like, Clarice Starling from Silence of the Lambs, and it's, like, six months or a year or something after the events of Silence of the Lambs. And it's, like, her getting back into the Television show? Yeah, it's on Stan. It's so random. When did this come out? Like, last week. The fuck? I know, it came (laughs) up, and I was like, oh, moths. Oh, this lady's name's Starling. Oh, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so, yeah. I'm going to watch that too. There's only one. You've got I think to watch this there's one. only yeah, one episode out, but I think there's another one coming out soon. So, yeah. Are you looking at my phone background? Yeah, I'll talk it's, about that after. Okay. It's a T-Rex for <laughs> those listening. It's Godzilla too. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Should we wrap it up? Yeah, we should on that note. <laughs> um we missed you, Nick. Yeah, we week. missed you. No one's made me donate to charity and I'm upset. Oh, <laughs> rude. It's like, guys. Maybe I'll post I, it on the wait, Instagram. The, oh, no, both of those episodes are out now. Um, yeah. yeah, what was was it a question that I had to do? Yeah. Yeah, you have to donate $5, $5 for every dollars question you get. For every, guys. And I offered to split it with you. Come on, man. Like, yeah. Maybe I should offer to also donate $5. So it's up to 10 now. Just send us yeah. a question, $10 to right. charity. Recommend a charity and we'll probably choose it unless it's something fucked. Yeah. Unless it's like the charity of yourself. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, here's a charity for neo-Nazis. Then we won't do it. No. No. Definitely not. We'll um, donate to a, a better charity. That's against neo-Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It doesn't support that ideological thinking. Anyway. Let's um, not get political. I'm sorry. I, ju- I jumped to so, neo-Nazis. So if you want to send us a question, you can reach us at watchitagainpod at gmail.com. The link is below. Or you can reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram at watchitagainpodcast. Otherwise, leave a review on iTunes. You can even write a question in the iTunes review because that's a, that's it's an option. option. Um Otherwise, yeah, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with maybe Nick. Who knows? Hopefully. Hopefully. I hope he comes back. Yeah, (laughs) unless he gets lost out in the north, the great north (laughs) wilderness. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. And as always, I am your host, Jacob, and with me are... I'm Kat. I'm James. And I'm Nick. (laughs) (laughs) And Always Sunny is great. Always Sunny sucks, bye.